Hello everyone, welcome to the Scouting God Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to try to read all of the merit badge books that Scouting has to offer. In this episode, we are going to be reading American Cultures. In the description, I will provide links to the merit badge books on Amazon and a link to the pamphlet as well. Now, let's begin. Out of many one, the United States is a nation of immigrants. All of us came here from somewhere else, or our ancestors did. You may know a new immigrant at school, or in your scout troop, or you might be a newcomer yourself. Certainly, you know people who are descended from either early arrivals at American shores. Even American Indians have their origins with people who came here from other places. All individuals and groups coming to the United States bring part of their home, culture with them, customs and traditions, native languages, favorite food, styles of dress, art, musics, beliefs, and holidays. That's what culture is, a shared way of life or a common background among people. As you explore different cultures and recognize their contributions to the American lifestyle, you will enjoy great food and fantastic music and meet interesting individuals outside your circle of friends. Your effort will lead to a better understanding of people from various cultural backgrounds, which can help you live in harmony with others in your community. Coming to America The various immigrant groups that had, have had different reasons for making the journey to start new lives in America. Some newcomers wanted to escape unbearable situations, hoping for abundant food and freedom in our new country. Some came in search of work, adventure, riches, or a place to call their own. Others were forced to come to America behind every arrival's destroy. While entering American culture's merit badge, you will learn the stories of a few immigrant groups that have played major roles in American history. And development. Space is too limited in the pamphlet to cover all the peoples who have immigrated here, but in order to fulfill the requirements 1, 2, and 3, you are free to choose either racial, cultural, national, or ethnic groups that aren't mentioned. A common goal. Meet two scouts, like you, are trying to earn the American Cultures Merit Badge. Nate and Devin are friends from different ethnic backgrounds. Nate is an African American. Devin's ancestors were English. The scouts have worked on other badges together and depended on each other's strengths to make the most out of their experiences. Nate loves U.S. history and collects stories about the early inhabitants of America. Devin passion is for anything related to computers and software programs. He has learned the most of what it, he knows about history by playing video games. For this merit badge, however, each scout has agreed to stretch himself by trying to do some of what the other does well. Okay, Nate, since you're the history buff, Devin said, why don't you tell me what ethnic group to research and I'll show you how to find population statistics by group on the internet. I'll even explain how to show the statistics on a spreadsheet. A spreadsheet? Cool, Nate replied. And let's find photographs of each immigrant group and tack them on a bulletin board, along with the research notes. Maybe that will help us get our act together for the talk to our Scoutmaster Trooper class. The First Americans. Evidence suggests that the early Americans came from Asia, crossing a land bridge that connected Siberia and Alaska, where the watchers of the Bering States are now. The ancient immigrants probably were hunters, following ant animals such as the woolly mammoth and the bison along rivers and across plains. 
Over time, their various groups developed separate languages and culture. When Europeans first arrived in the New World, there were more than 300 American Indians tribes or nations with populations in the millions. Though a combination of disease and violence, the populations of these people from whom modern American Indians are deceased were greatly diminished, the Spanish. Christopher Columbus reached the New World in 1492, opening the way for Spanish exploration of the North and South Americans. During the 1500s, Spaniards became in search of adventure and treasure and claimed Cuba, Florida, Mexico, and what is now the American Southwest. Roman Catholic priests arrived from Spain to spread their religion to the Indians. Catholics founded missions in Spanish, demented areas that later became the states of Florida, Georgia, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. Most of Spain's New World possessions, including Mexico, became independent Republicans by the mid-1820s. In 1848, a war after the Mexico, the United States gained possession of California and the Southwest Territories before the California Gold Rush. Mexicans outnumbered Angelos in California by about 10 to 1. By 1849, however, Angelos donned by the promise of gold and has swelled their population to 100,000, compared with the 13,000 Mexicans. The Hispanics. Hispanics are measures of one of the fastest growing minority groups in the United States. One of three Californians is Hispanic, and almost half of the population of greater Los Angeles is Hispanic. In the United States, territory of Puerto Rico, population growth and ethnic opportunities promoted thousands of Puerto Ricans to move to New York City and other large American cities during 1950s and 1960s. Today, about half of all native Puerto Ricans live in 48 contiguous states. Hispanics in America trace their origins not only to Mexico, but also to their Spanish-speaking nations. Many Cubans fled to Florida after the Cuban revelations of 1958 and another wave of immigrants from Cuba followed by 1980. The English began colonizing the New World as early as 1585 with a failed attempt on Roanoke Island off the coast of North Carolina. The first permanent English settlement in America was Jamestown, Virginia, established in 1607. The Pilgrims English Praetorians settled Polymouth Colony in Massachusetts in 1620. Many of the first colonists left England to escape religious persecution. Others came seeking the possibility of a better life that they could find in their home country. Other Europeans. While most of the American early colonists were English, people from France, Germany, Holland, Scotland, and other European countries also immigrated to the colonies to seek religion freedom. In the early 1800s, Eng English land landlords oppressed the Irish, provoking many to flee to the United States. In 1845, a disease became destroying potato crops, a staple of food in Ireland. During the Great Potato Famine, nearly 1 million Irish died, and another 1.6 million escaped starvation by going to America. Other waves of European immigrants, including Germans in the 1840s and Italians in the 1880s, of various groups arrived in the United States. They often clashed over housing, jobs, and other social issues. The Africans. The first African in the American colonies were indentured servants. 
as were many white settlers. But in 1661, Virginia passed laws permitting slavery as a practice that lasted more than 200 years in the United States. About 500,000 Africans, mostly from Western Siberia, were bought as slaves to the United States. Millions more were shipped to other countries. Most black people in America before the Civil War worked as slaves on southern farms and plantations. Some free black people worked in industry in the North. After the Civil War into the 20th century, the determined efforts of African Americans to gain equality and justice led to a strong civil rights effort of African Americans to gain equality and justice led to a strong civil rights movement in the United States. The slave trade, the, the slave trade, slavery, emancipation, freedom, and the civil rights movement shaped African American culture. The Chinese and other Asians. War, high taxes, floods, crowded conditions, and starvation drove many Chinese people to the United States in the mid-1800s. Most Chinese immigrants were men who, wanted to, who went to California to join the California Gold Rush of 1849. Many as independent prospectors, by 1865, many had turned to railroad work, laying tracks for the Transcontinental Railroad that linked California with the eastern United States. They built irrigation canals and taught their employers how to work with orchard and garden crops. The Chinese Expulsion Act in eight of 1882 closed American doors to people from China. More than 60 years later, in 1943, a new law extended citizen rights and once again permitted Chinese immigrants. The largest group of Asian Americans is Chinese, followed by Asian, Indian, Filipino, Vietnamese, Korean, and Japanese. The Jews. Jewish refugees first arrived in America 350 years ago, in 1654, and settled in New Amsterdam, modern-day New York City. During the American Revolution, Jews fought in the colonial army. A Jewish financer named Haim Salam gave much of the fortune to help the newly established U.S. government. Many Jews supported immigrants to escape anti-Semitism, hostility toward Jews. In their native land, German Jews began to immigrate to America in subsequent numbers. In 1830, to escape persecution, Jews from Russia and East Eastern Europe began to immigrate in the 1880s. By the United States Act, stricted immigrant quotients in 1924, some 2.5 million Jews from Russia, Poland, Hungary, and Romania had to come to America. Although they still suffered discrimination, American Jews were the largest and most secure Jewish community in the world. Persecution and Nazi ostracism drove more Jews from Europe to America following World War II. The Arabs, people from Arabic-speaking places in the Mid-East first immigrant in significant numbers to the United States around 1875. The influx of Arabs lasted until about 1920. The majority of early Arab governments came from Liberian and Siberia. Most were Christians. Like most people who moved to the United States, these immigrants were seeking economic opportunities. A second wave of Arab immigrants began in 1940s. This time, Arabs came to America not so much to earn a better living, but to escape the Arab-Israelite conflicts. 
and other wars in the religion Middle East. Arabs have shared culture but different faiths. Although many of the Arabs who immigrated after 1940 practice Islam, many Arab Americans today are Christians. In many U.S. Commu communities, Muslim and Christian Arabs live side by side with each other and with non-Arabs. Thanks for showing me how to find your census information on the internet, Nate told Devin as he posted his spreadsheet. Now that I see the populations of immigrant groups as a percent to the total U.S. population, I'm really surprised how many people there are from some groups and how few from others. I know, Devin said, but I'll bet those statistics probably look a whole lot different when you compare one state or region of the country with another. No one said it would be easy. American has provided a safe haven for many, but has offered no guarantee of an easy life. Immigrants... Immigrants often have to take low-paying and dangerous positions. Even today, many new immigrants with good education and professional standing in their home countries must take jobs that require less skill while they learn English and meet the requirements of their professionals in the United States. At times, great numbers of arriving refugees have strained our health, health care responsibilities, and social service. At different points in the U.S. history, the government has set up immigrant quotas or limits on the number of people allowed to come from specific countries. Immigrants had struggled for equality, faced discrimination, defending themselves in racial and religious conflicts, and compared for jobs. Certain groups were denied citizenship and voting rights until laws were changed. Despite the often tough journey to the United States and the difficulty of making a new life here, most immigrants have led to America for a year or for generations enjoyed their own ethnic communities as well as their enriching relationships with those from another cultures and countries. Going places. Now that Nate and Devin have identified many of the ethnic and racial groups in America and learned some of their historical background, they are ready to study some cultures up close. Nate's aunt in New York City knows that Nate and Devin are working on the American Culture's Merit Badge, and so she has invited them to visit her and has promised to take them to a international street festival. The scouts cannot wait to go, but they have promised to read some books about the special cultures that appeal to them before they leave. You know what, Nate says, I think I'll read some African folk tales. I've never read any, and they're from my own culture. Well... Devin says, then maybe I should read about clotted cream. Devonshire cream. My grandfather calls it. That's the country in England where my family comes from, Nate smiles. Okay, Devin from Donishore. Let's head to the library, or you can tell me what clotted cream is later, or maybe much later. Devin just grins and shakes his finger. Ah, Nate, an open mind is a terrible thing to close. On the following Saturday, the scouts board a bus to New York City. Devin has brought along two CDs of international music to listen to during the ride. Did you remember your camera? He asked Nate. Yes, and my pocket recorder and a notepad. Nate tells him, I know we won't remember everything unless we take pictures and write stuff down. Whether you listen to an American marachi band, taste Hungarian goulash, or learn to dance a Scottish Highland fling, you will want to capture the details of your experience. 
Follow Nate and Devin on their adventure. Their experience may give you ideas for for completing the merit badge requirements. Taking the streets to celebrate Americans' multicultural heritage. On the first day at the weekend-long international festival, Nate and Devin feel as if they've traveled to another planet. They struggle to make sense of things that are different from their way of life. Both feel comfortable with people whose cultures and lifestyles are similar to theirs, but they are a little uncomfortable with those whose ways seem odd. Their sudden exposure to many unfamiliar cultures all at once or make their friends feel confused, uncertain, and uneasy. They realize that they are judging other cultures based on their own background. The scouts are experiencing culture shock. I'll bet most American immigrants feel like this, Nate says. No wonder people from the same country move into the same neighborhood. They probably want to be with people who speak their language and eat the same foods. Devin nuts, right? They want to be near something familiar. But who doesn't? By the second day, the scouts are relaxing and starting to enjoy the differences among ethnic groups. They make a deliberate effort to open-minded and look at each culture based on the customs and not their own. Food. All along the festival streets, vendors are tented stands present food from cultures around the world. They all cut out to the scouting offers. Shaq's favorite, like sausage on a stick, and kolaches, pastries filled with meat, cheese, or fruit. Korean kimchi, fermented cabbage and radishes. Japanese sushi, Greek bakalava, thin layers of pastry with honey and nuts, and dolomas, stuffed grape leaves, and South American grapes, erupts, fried corn cakes. Soon, the boys are sampling a multicultural stronghold. Mmm, says Nate, as he tastes another spoonful of gazpacho, a soup made from tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, and onions. It's spicy, and it's cold. Well, my potato soup, Devin says, is a high-pitched voice. It's just right. That's not what I meant. Goldilocks, my soup is supposed to be cold in Spain. The people like gazpacho when whether or not it's hot. As more ethnic groups, ethnic foods, the scouts learn that many of the traditional dishes are linked to the cultural and to the availability of vegetables, of vegetables and fruits. In the home countries, pot, potato soup for instance, comes from Eastern Europe, where root vegetables grow plentifully and they, the cold winters call for hot soup. The scouts find that people identify certain ingredients with the foods of specific ethnic groups, such as paprika in Honduran dishes, hot chilies in Latin American cooking, and oregano in Italian recipes. They also try special foods served as holidays, such as matzo, the unleavened bread eaten at the Jewish holidays, such as matzo, the unleavened bread eaten at the Jewish Passover. Nate and Devin watch people as they eat. Some eat with metal utensils. Others eat with wooden chopsticks. Still, others do not. Until now, the scouts have never considered how many different rituals people have for choosing, preparing, serving, and eating food. Music, singing, and dancing. As the festival continues, the friends attend several music and dance performances. Devin thinks he can't carry a tune. 
and he's self-conscious about trying to learn the ethnic dances. I'm good where I am, he says, where the spectators are invited to dance. You go ahead. Nate doesn't hesitate. You ought to get in on this, he shouts as he steps hops through the polka, a lively dance from Bohemia. Minutes later, Nate is gasping for breath. I'm back on the sidelines with Devin. Maybe I should learn a slower dance. When the polka band finishes, a guitarist plays fast-paced music as several men and women perform a flamenco dance with music food stamping, clamping, and twirling. Wow, Nate says. I thought the polka was quick, but do you see how fast that guy is moving on his feet? Yeah, and the music feels so different. I've never heard a guitar played like that either. I better shoot some pictures before they quit, Devin says. Do you think it's okay? I haven't seen any warning signs. Nate volunteers to check with someone. While he signals that they have permission, Devin takes several photographs, then marks them with film frame numbers in his notepad, so he'll remember all the details when he gets back. The pictures developed. When the musicians take a break, the scouts ask them about the instruments that they play. They learned that many of the musicians play instruments that had belonged to their fathers and grandfathers. Nate asks if their grandfathers had made... What? About the instruments they play. They learned that many of the musicians play instruments that had belonged to their grandfathers and fathers. Nate asks if their grandfathers had made them into... Made them. No, the guitarist said. And he points towards the handmade cross area. Over there, he tells the boys, you can meet some people who do make their own instruments. The scouts thanks them... And there are other musicians ahead for the crafts tent. Handmade crafts. The boys approach a man who is strumming a string instrument laid across his lap. Devin asks him if he made himself. The man says that he did and that the instrument is called an Appalachian Mountain Duclimber. Duclimber, he tells them, means sweet music. While Devin explains the dew climber, Nate turns his attention to American Indian f flute maker, who is bowing and mending flutes, each one significantly different. He explains that different tribes make flutes in their own way. Nate learns that the man is trying to preserve his Lakota traditions. The scouts are fascinated by the various demonstrations going on throughout the tent. Nearby, a woman explains the intricate cinches on the Lebanese needlework. Next to her booth, someone is weaving cloth in a traditional pattern from Bhutan. The boys wander to take a table where a man is cutting shapes into a The boys wander over to a table where a man is cutting shapes into it out of tin and punching designs into the metal with a special tool. Nate remembers some Mexican ornaments like the ones he, the man is making. Devin grabs Nate's shirt sleeve. Look at that! His friend turns and spots what looks like an egg tree set on a table, hanging from tiny hooks. What are about 30 colored eggs, covered with delight eggs. Wow! What do you call these? Devin asks the woman seated behind the table. Pansky, she says. It means Easter egg. Painted eggs is an old... Ukrainian folk tradition. We do it with wax and dyes. Devin shakes his head. I can see how current traditions and crafts are important to different cultures. Nate warns his friend that all the crafts will disappear unless kids learn to do what their parents do or celebrate in the same way. 
Well, I doubt. If I could decorate those Ukrainian eggs without breaking them, <laughs> Devin says, I'd probably end up with a whole lot of egg salad. Clothing. Everywhere they look, the two scouts are people in the traditional clothing of their native countries. Some wear costumes for celebrations and folk dances. Some wear head wraps that honor religious beliefs. Others wear street clothes that reflect cultural customs. Nate and Devin ask several people for permission to take their pictures and talk with them about meaning, purpose, and history of their clothing ancestries. The scouts also learn how to climate and available for materials influence the clothing worn in specific cultures. For example, the sarai worn by Indian women is made from such lightweight fabric that its draped layers keep the person cool in extreme heat. Eskimo sealskin clothes block the Arctic winter cold. The Thai plant, which grows in Hawaii and other South Seas islands, provides fibers for making traditional apparel, such as the Hawaiian hula skirt. Storytelling Nate and Devin hear an explosion of laughter in the storyteller's pavilion, so they join in on the crowd gathered there to hear the stories are told just for fun, but many had deep cultural meanings. Certain stories tell a group history or preserve tradition wisdom. Other carries a message about how to behave and live. To earn the American culture's merit badges, Nate plans to learn and teach a traditional story. He listens closely and watches the storyteller's expressions and movements. Their techniques will help him earn or entertain his own audience. During a break, Nate asks the storytellers about the history behind the old stories. Um... When the tales were written and performed on the native country, he learns that some tales are oral traditions. They have been handed down through the generations, and no one knows just how they began. He also learns that some traditional stories are told only at certain events or celebrations. Devin prefers more contemporary stories, even their professional accounts of people making the journey from their native country to America. These stories report families' experiences, the success, and their setbacks of working their way into the mainstream of American life. Some of the speakers saw how they become Americanized as children and adopted the culture of their new country. Their attitudes sometimes conflicted with the beliefs and values of their parents or grandparents, who committed to live by their old traditions. Devin remembers a trip to the mall with his English grandmother and how upset he seemed when he didn't want to stop shopping long enough for a proper cup of tea. He decides to talk to her when he gets home about her English traditions, and maybe they'll drink some tea. People and Organizations As Nate and Devon talk with people at the festival, they discover that many are bilingual, they or they know two languages, and most are bi-tropical. They are familiar with American culture and the traditions of their old country. Many of the people the scouts meet are willing to share information about their history, traditions, social customs, and religions. A few are curious why the boys want to know, so they explain that they're working on a Boy Scout merit badge. The scouts also stop at exhibits to get information on associations, schools, and other cultural instructions. They find that many ethnic groups sponsor athletic organizations. Devin collects flyers for a Latino soccer league. English rugby teams, and a Japanese judo gym. 
As they leave the festival on the last day, Nate and Devin, Nate and Devin, realize that they have come to appreciate the difference and the similarities of more than a dozen ethnic groups. Now they understand that every culture has its own music and art, as well as its own stories, songs, and dances. As well as its own stories, songs, and in each ethnic group and its very generation, talented artists and performers carry traditions forward to honor a cultural people, history, and values. Community life. On the last day of their visit to New York City, Nate's aunt invites the scouts to go with her on a morning service at an African-American church. Devin is eager to go because he has never been inside a place of worship other than his own. Nate thinks he knows what to expect because he has attended services away from home. But never he, never has he seen anything like the big city church. The congregation members in this sands while their choir sings Many people jump up and down and clap to the music. Some even shout out. Nate looks at Devin for his reaction. In my church, Devin says, no one makes a peep unless the minister tells to stand up and sing. On the bus trip home, Nate and Devin think about which two ethnic groups besides their own they want to study because of the research they did before their trip, plus their exposure to so many culturals and the international festival. The scouts feel ready to decide, but you may need some more ideas about how to choose, so consider these tips. Neighborhoods. Many neighborhoods and small communities are the hubs of people's lives, particularly in urban areas where people depend on businesses and subways instead of cars to get around. Important activities take place in local institutions such as schools, places of worship, and community centers. Before you go to some of these places, be sure you get your parents' permission. Prepare your visit so you can get an accurate understanding of how the institutions and activities fit into people's lives. Some questions like this might help you. Neighborhood. What is the neighborhood life like? Do people visit back and forth? Do many relatives live near one another? How does the neighborhood been shaped by cultures of the people who live there? Places of worship. How do religious beliefs and values guide people's living or influence in life of the community? What cultural or community actives are offered by the church or other places of worship? Community center. Who goes to the community center? Is the community center of activity in the neighborhood or area, or is it in the church or some other institution of the cultural center? <coughs> School. What subjects are being taught? Do students learn the traditional songs, stories, and dances of their culture? Is language or religion taught at the school as part of a full-day curriculum, or is it presented into an after-school activity? How does the school involve the community? Restaurants and grocery stores. What kind of food does the restaurant serve? Do people of all backgrounds eat there, or does the restaurant cater mainly to people of a particular culture? Is the menu printed on more than one language? Is the grocery store a supermarket that attracts people from the whole community, or a smaller market serves an ethnic neighborhood? Who shops there? How is the ethnic market different from the grocery store where your family shops? Museums. Almost every town or city has at least one museum. Many schools, colleges, and universities own special collection of art and historical documents. Libraries and cultural arts centers often house permanent or temporary exhibits or artifacts from the ethnic group that interests you.
Nate and Devin continued their cultural exploration by visiting a museum at a nearby college that displays a collection of Japanese art that once belonged to the college's founder. The scouts tour three rooms of sculptural prints and ink paintings on silt. While they have seen all the exhibits, they have realized that they have just looked at 13 countries of Japan Arctic traditions. Social and Religious Customs Social customs often are tied to religious customs in a traditional Italian community, for instance. The church is the center of its social and religious activities. In most cultures, a wedding is both a religious and a social experience, a solemn ceremony plus a joyful celebration. The customs surrounding births and funerals are also religious as a way of social. Social customs include everyday behavior in the classroom, of typical from different culture background. The typical American child would look at the teacher when the teacher speaks to him. It is a sign of respect. The Vietnamese children, however, might have been taught to look down when the teacher talks to them, which also is a sign of respect. What misunderstandings might develop the teacher didn't know about these differences? Social or religious customs can determine Roles of men and women, relationships among grandparents, parents, and children, clothing styles and dress codes, food choices and table manners, children's responsibilities or choice at home, parents' view about teenage dating. Conversation sources for information. People are your best source of information, so why do you not start with your own family members? Do you know who your ancestors were or where they came from? Have you heard stories about your forefathers' experiences as immigrants? Perhaps if you discover why your ancestors came to the United States, you'll better appreciate the struggles of people of different racial or ethnic backgrounds. Since Devin has been home from his trip to New York City, he has spent several hours talking with his grandpa about the traditions and customs. She valued growing up in England. They enjoyed looking at family albums together, and Devin was quite relieved when he did not damage an old photograph when he spilled his tea. Many Americans can trace their origins back to several countries. It is common for an American to have a multicultural heritage, that is, to keep family traditions or customs that have been passed down from several cultures. Some families know a great deal about their history and preserve their heritage in daily life. Other families know very little about their backgrounds. Your family may enjoy learning as you explore the cultures of your ancestors. <coughs> it is not necessary to reach your family's background before you talk with them, but it is very important to do so before you talk to other people about their culture. Devin and Nate got a lot of information about at their public library, so ask your reference librarian to show you where to find books about the religious and social customs of different ethnic, racial, and religious groups. When you think you have found enough information in books, with permission, on the internet, you are ready for the next step, preparing for the interview. The planning you do ahead of time will keep the conversation on track and make you and the other person feel comfortable. You will discover through your research and conversations that people have different religious beliefs and different degrees of commitment or no spiritual beliefs at all. They have fought wars in the name of their religion and God or gods and they have filed lawsuits claiming the absence of God. Thanks for listening to part one of two of the American Culture Merit Badge book.